Okay, we are beginning recording for B6, The Veiled Society, uh, the uh, one of the best city adventures I've ever seen. <laughs> and I would de- definitely agree. You know, for any RPG I've come across. Um, okay, so on page one, well, first question, how many times have you run this module? Twice. Only twice? Only twice. Because I've run it... At least three, probably six, somewhere between three and six. I ran it with my friends, the Binghams, and then I ran it with you kids once. Huh. I remember it more than that. Oh, yeah. You guys, uh, every time one of you wanted to be the Dungeon Master, this is the one you always picked. Oh, really? So did Cassie or Bridget run this? or Yes, oh. both of them. Because I've run it two or three times for D&D. And one for Shadowrun, and one time for my own RPG that I made back when we were doing that. It's because it's a really well-written yeah. dungeon. Well, and also I had Tristan run it. Yeah, I remember that one. You you weren't playing that, were you? No, no. but you guys... Yeah, never, you were there yeah. sometimes. Um, yeah, it went kind of weird because he decided to make them all orcs because someone was like, oh, are these all human? Is this a human city? He's like, oh, they're all orcs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was when we were, we happened to be pirates. Yep. It was, it was, I mean, his changes were interesting and fun. Okay. Uh, so you only ran it once. I was surprised because I remember it being pretty common, like B2. Yes. Huh. Okay. Um, oh, it's so intricate. You really have to, as a dungeon master, memorize al- almost an innumerable set of circumstances when you run it because so many decisions are made and lead you in different directions. And you've got to know when this one is this and when that one is that. And it doesn't work if you go at this time, but it does if you go at that time. Right. Well, also, you may forget what I was going to say. Sorry. (laughs) Well, yeah, like you have to really know it because I don't remember. Whatever. I'll just get to the first question. Um, So throughout the adventure, there's this uh, narration from first person point of view of the of the bad guys of the Radu family. Right. Did that help you run it? Did you did we ever get a hint of that as players? I don't think you got a hint that it was a first person narration well, because I can't read well enough. Well like did you read that to us or did no, you No I did not. You know, so we didn't it it was just it just flavor text it yeah. it was nice to read for you. Right. Okay. I wasn't sure if you ever incorporated that into the, your runnings. No, you guys didn't have the full picture. You picked up here and there in your adventure of what was going on, but no one ever went through it. I did not let anybody read through that. Yeah, not until we were actually running games at that time. Right. Um, And with that first-person narration throughout it, did you enjoy reading it as fiction interspersed? For me, yeah. I mean, as difficult as it is for me to read, it did capture my attention. And was it helpful? Yes. Like, like it helped you to get a feel for what the adventure was about? Right. And if I had not read that, the timing and everything on the rest of the adventure would not have gone as smoothly. 
Hmm. So that was that was good that they did that. Okay. Because I'd say that's probably about a third of the text in here. Right. It's really short. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about, the uh, the adventure overall. Um, like you said, it's really intricate, and you got to know everything. But it's also a great example of being concise because it's only – well, it's really less than 16 pages. Yes. Um, let's see. There's the monsters. There's – the last page of the adventure is page 14, but the first two pages is really – uh, like like half of it is about using the uh, the fold ups, right? <laughs> so so it's you could say it's twelve twelve and a half pages of actual adventure, and it's really concise. It's a great example of writing a good adventure in as few words as possible. Well, see that's where the dungeon master's prerogative comes in, because it gives you so much nuance to everything if you're a good dungeon master you have to embellish and to do it properly you need to know other things that most dungeon writers don't give you that this one does yeah yeah I agree with you um okay now a bit to the technical side um, so with, with the, uh, the paper fold ups, mm -hmm. did you use them? You said you photocopied them. I did build, uh, two houses, two were different types, but as we were playing, um, we still had the, um, um, I don't know if it's pewter or what, but the little metal. Lead. They're usually lead. lead. Yeah. Well, sometimes they're pewter, but pewter is lead too. So Right. So we had some of those. So rather than cut the uh, back page up, I used them instead. It just was not working right. Mm. So like during the chase scene, you didn't really, the, no. the buildings didn't help. No. Um, the floor plan was about all I used. The, okay. Uh, and, and the floor plan, as you note, is very sparse in this thing. Yeah. So I had to make up my own floor plans. Okay. So also, I don't know if you noticed, but like, so there's this small map on page one of Specularum, mm -hmm. um, which has hexes measuring distance. And then there's the, the s smaller scale map. Um, and there's a ruler to measure distance in the city. Yeah. And that scale is way off from what's in the one in the book, the oh, hex map. That too. Well, when I was trying to geo-reference them for my Karamiko's map. Um, yeah. So did you notice that? How did you deal with that? Did you care? I didn't care. I just made it however big I wanted it to be. Okay. And it worked out way better that way. Also, if you look closely, the shape is a little bit off. Just a little bit, yes. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay, in here it talks about, in the description of the city, there's it says the population is 5,000. Looking at the map of the city, did you? Okay, so with population 5,000 and the look of the map and the messed up scale, did you leave it 5,000? Did you change the population? Did you? You know. I changed the population to where, yes, in the inner city it was 5,000. In the outer city, um, 
there was more space between buildings. Well, yeah, you look at the map, the streets are spread out. Right. Uh, the inner city was 5,000, yes. And also on the map on page one, you can see there's outbuildings outside the walls. Right. So I figured that the real, true total population of the entire area that was being serviced by this seaport was actually closer about 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking of several solutions because um, it contradicts what came later in Gazetteer 1, which I know you didn't have. Right. Um, and I've been thinking one solution is just make the inner city 5,000. And since you had that in the game, and I'm keeping to our, I'm making that canon for our games, right. I'm going to, I'll follow that. Okay. So the inner city 5,000. And the outer city, it might be different since my timeline is advanced from where we were. Well, and also uh, the outer city varies, you know, because that's, yeah. that's where all the um, uh, migrants, immigrants, and vagabonds and everybody else like that lives and has a place. Right. Uh, they are not allowed to live on the inner city. Only those who are um, well-connected get to live on the inner city oh, okay so like the noble district you'd have in the inner city right not like no i know it suggested that they were in one part way over there but yeah. i said no yeah. the nobles are the ones that'll be that would be first defended can you say that sentence again i didn't get you the, the nobles would be the ones that would be first defended okay yeah, because the, the map in the Gazetteer is a completely different map. The bay is completely different shaped. Um, but they do have some districts, and I was thinking putting those districts in different places. One of those districts is like a noble district. I forget what it's called. But yeah. yeah. So you would put the noble place inside the inner city. Yeah, closer to the castle. Okay. Okay. Um, what was I going to ask? Um, oh, it talks about poachers in the Duke's Park. Did, as PCs, did we ever poach there? Did, were we ever caught Ooh, no. or allowed in? No, you guys were not even allowed in the park. Okay. There is a later adventure where we're it's like half of it is in the Duke's Park, but right. you didn't have that. So. No. Um, did you use the street map? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Uh, most of the time... It was more intricate than what that street map shows. Right. But you guys used it as a frame of reference. Oh, we're in the big uh, mall here. So as players, we had access to that. Yes. Okay. Oh, we're at the docks. Oh, we're at the wall. And how did you handle the markets? Did you have them as big open spaces with a bizarre type thing? Uh, only the one. Only the one. Because there's three. Yeah. And there's one big one. The, uh, the other markets were so hemmed in and close that it was difficult to move around, but only the big one was wide open. Okay. Um, that's all that pertains. Now on to the adventure. Okay, so as PCs, did we ever get to like meet the Duke or other powerful NPCs of the families? Oh, yeah, all of them. Sometimes not under good circumstances. <laughs> and you had to fight your way out. But as far as the Duke itself, uh, you were always on good terms with the Duke. 
because you were bringing information that would make the city stable and peaceful. Right. Which he was all for. Other people were not so because they wanted to own the Duke ship. Yeah. Um. But you were able to make allies. With. Because like you saved someone's daughter, or you yeah, did this yeah. or that. Well, like, was it usually one family or did it switch? It was usually just the one family. But you were able to get another family to work with you, but then something came up and they split off again. So anyway. which one did we befriend? I don't remember. Because the Radu are the bad guys. Right. It was never the Radu. Um, the, I think the Vorloi, yeah, the Vorloi or the newcomers. Yeah, the Vorloi was more often than not the ones that you made friends with. And the other ones... Yeah. Um, the other ones, they would work with you while they needed you, but they were there to take advantage of you mostly. Okay. And the Radus, there was no, um, no, no alliances allowed because you weren't part of them. They were very snobbish. Right. Um, did you ever use the coat of, coat of arms in game? Did we ever see that? Yeah, you guys saw the coat of arms. I showed you that much. Okay. Because it, it was critical for you guys to know where you were, what part of the city you were in, and what protocols you had to observe while you were there. Okay. Um, so... All right, um, so into the adventure. Um, so when we enter the city... Uh, we're supposed to have our weapons guard bound at the entrance and pay a fee. How did that go with players? Not well with some of them. <laughs> um, because the weapons you guys had by that time were so sharp that when you try to bind them, they just kind of <coughs> fall off. Oh, wow. So it was, it was difficult to keep them appearing bound. Were we able to ever convince the guards that we don't have to pay anything? Um, nope. Okay, so we always paid. You always paid. Okay. Um, okay, so at the very beginning, there's a festival of Lukor where there's a disturbance. Um, who was Lukor, you know, St. Lukor, and how did, how did you have that? I don't remember, but I do remember the bear. There's a dancing bear, right? Yes, there's a dancing yeah, I bear. I remember that. And uh, you guys were able to give the bear enough booze that he was fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so there's the outburst between the two different factions. You know, they don't say they're from the factions, but right. how, did we re how did the PCs react to that? Uh, most of the time, they didn't want any part of it unless uh, they were already in their investigations. Which we weren't, because that's the very entrance. Right. Well, there was... When the... Um, when the uh, first time I went through it, um, they were so into studying every single little step that they were taking into the city that they learned a lot before they got there. Wow. 
Before the first event happened, they were already knowing stuff. Yes. Okay. And but uh, but when us kids went through it, we didn't. No, because you kids are just. Nah. Um, the Binghams, when I had them, this was not their first adventure. In fact, it may have been like they were well into Dungeons and Dragons. They had higher level characters, like six. Okay. You know, so that uh, I really had to spice this up for them. Well, you know, this is supposed to be for like, what is it? Uh, what does it say? I didn't see it. Oh, one, two, three. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, there's not a lot of fighting here, so it's really more intrigue. It's more about yes. role playing than it is about fighting, so it doesn't matter what level you are. True, but it helps to know the... It makes a difference for experienced players, though. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I really had to do that, and so with all their inquiries, they learned an awful lot before they came up to the disturbance. Right. Okay, so after the disturbance, so you said the Binghams already already figured all the stuff out. Um, so us kids, after the disturbance, did we ask about the different factions? Yeah, that's after the disturbance. That's when you guys started actually asking questions okay. and figured out that this wasn't a... The three different factions. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't a dungeon crawling where you kill everything in sight. <laughs> uh, okay, so on page five, uh, oh, we, uh, there's a chance that we get pickpocketed. Did that ever happen? Oh, yeah, did, several times. <laughs> uh, did we catch anyone? Did they get away with it? Once you caught someone, and... Um, Eventually, they got away anyway, but still, you know, it's just city life. You lose things if you don't pay attention. Right. Okay, so after we find an inn, um, so we're supposed to basically, there's two different people that, that are supposed to approach us mm -hmm. and try to get us, you know, this is the starting of splitting into joining the two different factions. Uh, right. Did that ever work? Did we actually accidentally go on opposite sides? Did we actually join one of these factions? Actually, you guys were like um, for a few dollars more and playing both sides. Okay, so so it did work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. The Binghams, they tried to stay away from picking sides, but they were forced into it, and um, they made very good choices. But at the same time, because they had to pick sides, they had to let the other sides know, because they were very honest people, and uh, felt that it was important that they know, I'm working with these people right now. You really shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And uh, you guys, on the other hand, were just the opposite. Get, get as much money as we can, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then cover your tracks so that nobody could tell it was you. <laughs> okay, so the first real dungeon crawl. Well, if you want to call it a dungeon crawl. Um, <laughs> um, so there's an old woman who asked for help. Um, how hard was it to get us to help? Not hard at all for you guys. Okay. Um, for the Binghams, um, the guy really definitely wanted to help but the girls his wife and his uh, sister-in-law really were suspicious 
So they went with intrepidation. Right. You guys, nah. Oh, and eventually, finally. <laughs> You're tired of the city. Um, okay. So, in the tunnels, there's Caped Hooded Man. Did we ever capture him? Um, there were several Caped Hooded Men. Or men. Yeah, there were several. You were able to capture one once. And he made it a point to drink a potion that killed him. Okay. So, did we ever let it, like, capture? Well, since we only played once, I guess. Bye. Okay. Where are you guys going? Mo like a movie or? Not a movie, but something just the two of us. Yeah. You have to try and make it romantic. Good luck. <laughs> You need to watch the You need to watch the Canadian series Heart Ryan. There's also a Canadian series called Working Moms. Yeah, that one's too. It's uh, highly recommended from other working moms. Yes. Uh, bye. Bye Leon. Mommy and Daddy are leaving. Bye. Better close that uh, access there. What are you doing, baby? <laughs> it's like he's trying to learn somersaults or something. <laughs> or cartwheels. He thought someone was watching. Okay, so um, continuing. What was I talking about? Oh, the Cape Men. So we captured him, but we didn't release him because right. he was already dead. No, well, not before you got to see that he was going to die. Yeah. Um, so with the kobolds, did we fall for their trick where they uh, collapse the tunnel on us? With they they break the beams. Uh, yep. And you went scurrying back where, you, or at least thought you were scurrying back. I made sure you weren't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like we didn't get hurt because of that. No. Okay. Um. Okay, so after this whole thing, um, then the, the cops show, show up and arrest us. Um, how do we prove our innocence? Or were we hung? You were not hung. <laughs> you, know, you proved your innocence by mentioning a few names and having um, a medallion given to you by certain families. I don't remember which one it was because you guys were already double agents by then. Because it does hint that we could be helped by the Veiled Society to get out of this, the situation. Right. 
did that happen? I think it, I think it was the Veiled Society. Yeah. Um. Okay. So after we get out, did we pick up on the clues we found underground? Um, yeah, you guys were good at that. You know, there's the. There's, we tell the lady was strangled, the red hair, the dried blood, right. hemp rope. Did we catch all of them or only yep. some of them? You caught all of those. Okay. Um, okay, so there's the, the message that the dead lady left on the floor. Uh, it says here. Yeah. We, um, did we, were, were, were we able to interpret that message? Not at first. But you guys kept asking about it. And so I kept leading you on to where you could actually eventually interpret it. Okay. Um, oh, there's uh, wine that we find. Um, do we link the wine to the, what's my question? Oh yeah, do we, do we link the presence of wine to the murder scene as one of the clues? Yes. Okay, the, the brown liquid I think that was on right. the floor. Yeah. Um, and there's a, we're supposed to find a map. Yeah, so in the, in the guest house we, I think it's in the guest house. Yeah, so there's the wine, and then there's a, a map that marks buildings of the tunnels we're in, where we were in. Did we connect the dots with that? Right. Yes, you did. Okay. Um, okay, so then it goes on to the riot. Um, so with the riot, um, so the riot happens, and then some horsemen come in to stop the riot. Mm -hmm. Did we fight them? Did we try to escape? Um, there were people in the riot that, that you guys knew that you tried to get to not riot and were able to escape, but uh, you guys were spotted by the horsemen. And again, the Veiled Society had to come and, um, how shall I say, um, vouch for your, um, Integrity. In fact, that's when you were called upon by the Duke himself. Okay. Because it also gives us the option of, because there's the orator who started the riot, okay, and he escapes and also gives us the option to follow him. So we didn't follow him. We went to the Duke right. at the end. Well, you were, you were requested to go to the Duke. Yeah, yeah. Because they knew which building you guys had gone into, uh, the horsemen, and they stuck around. And when you came out, that's when you were apprehended. Okay. And at the Duke, what did he have to say to us? Um, he had asked what all information you guys had, and you told him you were double spying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he, he said that was a smart move. Continue and find out uh, more information and come back and tell me he wanted to know what's going on in the city right and you were the you were outsiders and you're already proving yourself as um, double spies double agents so now you're official agent for the Duke 
Okay, so the Duke was asking us to work for him, basically. Yeah. All information that you guys acquired was supposed to be returned to him. He even gave you special um, messaging uh, scrolls. Yeah. I don't remember how they worked. Well, there's a special magic item in the Book of Marvelous Magic that does that. Yeah. I think it's the Book of Marvelous Magic. It might be the companion set. Something of I think it's something to do with it, there, there's you a right on your yeah, page. Yeah, it it's a pair of scrolls page. that they match together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, at this point, you hadn't given us rings of communication like you did later. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that was something I thought of later. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, anyway. Um, so we didn't capture the orator that inside of the riot. No. Okay. Um um there's escape leading the riot so we didn't lead the riot and fight the everyone no um because it also leads into pikemen and stuff later i think right uh, but we didn't we didn't have to deal with that we just nope. went and hid and then went to the duke right okay um page 10 uh well since we weren't in the riot you didn't actually use the mob system it determines here. No. Okay. Because it, it gives a special thing for the mob right. to determine what the mob does. You didn't use that. Did you use that in the other game? Yes. Because they did get caught in the riot because they were going after the okay. um, the guy that was inciting the riot. Okay. Okay, continuing from that. Okay, so since we're working as triple agents for the Duke... <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and because you're working with the Duke, guess who you now had an in with? The Radu or whatever their name was? Well, the Radu are the bad guys, but yeah. Yeah, but see, the bad guys were well, very high up on the Duke's that, list. That's of, true, yeah. And so because of They're that, secretly bad guys. he had you watching them as well. Okay. He had you watching all three factions. Right, okay. And currently no one... Well, besides the idea, knew who the Veiled Society was, who right. they were working for. Okay. Um, okay, so at that point, did we follow our different jobs that were given to us by the different factions? You know, um, to go the senator and to the, uh, the other one. Yeah, but you didn't do them in order and you didn't do them immediately. Okay. Yeah, tried to make it look like to all parties involved that you were on their side, which was a difficult juggling match. Yeah, because one of us was supposed to go, so one group is supposed to go to the Jade Sea, the ship, mm -hmm. at the docks, and another one to Vintner's Lane. Right. And when you guys were escorting the uh, prince, I think that's what they it's were. senator. It's a senator. senator. Yeah. When you were escorting the senator back from the docks, you saw each other in each other's in the two different yeah because we're supposed to ambush each other yeah that didn't work out and you, you guys were the lead in both situations <laughs> okay and, and upon seeing each other you you all figured it out simultaneously and concocted a plan to get the senator escaped but get the other people thinking that you got the senator, and all, it was messed up. It was hard. So the senator, his name is uh, Simeon, I think. Yeah. Um, so he lived. 
and we yes. got him to the house he's supposed to go to. Yes. But we were still in good with the Veiled Society. Yes. <laughs> the great planning. Yeah, you guys were really... Most of this planning, you got to hand it to Cassie and Heidi. Right. Um, okay, so the chase scene. Did that work out? Uh, well... Did the chase scene start? Did we go through the chase? Um, remind me of what the chase scene was. So we're the um, yeah. The so meeting. Yes. Well, well, there's a okay. So it says read the following. Uh, there's shouting, and we so so we we go towards noise, and then there's an arrow, right. and we're supposed to chase the person who shot the arrow. Right. Yes, you did. Okay. So. Did we lose the attackers? Did they lose us? No. Um, did you, we? You follow them all the way. Did to we? There. Did we capture them? And well, you made it to the room, and then we're going. Oops. Okay. Because it leads to the blue mead water mead hall. Right. But from early in the adventure, we're supposed to get clues about the blue water mead hall. Right. So did we go there voluntarily, or the chase scene first? You were chased scene to the blue water mead hall. Okay. Because you hadn't gotten around to that one yet. Okay. Um, which leads to the secret layer of the Veiled Society. Did right. we find that? How did that work? Yeah, you guys found that, and you bluffed your way pretty good through that. But then someone recognized you because they'd seen you talking with one of the other The fa- other faction. factions. And uh, your, your charisma... Um, made it where they accepted your answer that you were infiltrating to find out what you could to help out the Veiled Society. Right. And at this meeting, we're supposed to see the the guy who murdered the noble lady. Uh, were we able to catch him? Yep. Like right afterwards? Yep. Um, and also there's Antonito Radu. Did we catch him or not catch him? Because he, he went a separate way. Well, you you see you'd seen him later. You recognized him later in the adventure, and were able to apprehend him okay. without his goons. So that was at a different time. Yes. Uh, do you remember anything specific about mm, that? No, just you know, randomly someone recognized him. I rolled, and yep, someone recognized him. Okay. Um. And you were able to sneak up on him and get him. You brought him all the way back to the Duke. Right. Let the Duke deal with it. Okay, so also at the very end of the, in the secret chambers, there's a prison cell where there's an elf, uh, part of the Duke's elven guard. Right. Did, uh, did we free him? Did he venture with us? What happened? You freed him and gave him a potion of invisibility so that he could make it back to the Duke and let him know what was going on and that you guys had freed him. Okay. Keeping so, the Duke, Duke in the loop and you in the good graces with the Duke. Yeah. Also at the very end, uh, there's the opportunity to... Last questions. Um, so at the very end, we have the opportunity to fight or capture Kartha Radu. Um, did we ever capture him? No, he got loose, but uh, he is now banned from the city by... 
Orders of the Duke. And Zweiss asks for help. Um, did and offers us a reward. Oops, there's the baby falling on his head. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess he's okay. Uh, so, what happened there with Karthas, Weiss? She was taken into the um, keep of the Duke and never seen again. Okay, so after all this happened, we reported the Duke, I assume. Right. And, and the Duke is so enthralled with your investigative abilities and aid in calming the community that he made you honorary um, members of the court. Oh, okay. So anytime you come to town, you have a free place to stay. Okay. Um, so what were the long-term ramifications in the city, like of the different factions? Um, what was the political atmosphere of the city after we have done this? Well, um, with your aid, you were actually able to make everybody see reason, except for the Radus. <laughs> and uh, they all started to get along better because they were all under the threat of the Duke if they didn't. Right. And his army was far superior to that of theirs. And after this whole fiasco they figured out his spy network was way better than any of theirs so so this whole adventure that we went through increased the power and influence of the duke throughout the city okay so the duke has a stronger hand right he can actually leave the castle now um i also have another question in general about specularum and the duke um Mm -hmm. so how did you play the duke was he the beloved uh, duke of benevolent ruler that he's described later in, in later publications, or did you have him be more realistic? <laughs> he was ruthless, but he also had a keen head and knew what would make a community of that size work and what wouldn't. Okay. And his whole idea was to get the community... On its, he, on its feet well enough that he could actually leave and still be in control, not being there. Okay. So you would describe him as like an iron-fisted ruler, typical medieval feudal lord? But merciful in obvious situations. Right. He's wise. Yes. He's wise, but he's also... He's ruthless. He's also a feudal lord. He is, definitely. He, he was definitely a feudal lord. Did you have him be a direct conqueror or a descendant of people who conquered the land? Or he had conquered him? some, but it was his ancestors that started it. Okay. I and guess that's why he was so... I guess that answers my questions. That's why he was so uh, cognitive of, well, about how to make the city work. Oh, also, because in later publications, it has him have... Three children, I think. Yes. Um, did you have him have kids? Um, what were your plans for the succession? Succession was going to be the eldest. It wasn't going to be a, a guy. It was going to be a girl. Okay. And there was a wedding that you guys were to attend. I don't think we ever did that. No, you didn't, but you got the invitations. Okay. All right. Um, you have any more comments? Um
It became your port of entry when you decided to go out to the um, Isle of Dread. Yeah. Well, it kind of says that in the Isle of Dread adventure anyway. Yeah, but you, you were so well known that everybody was happy to see you guys. You were recognized by almost everybody in the town. So we were actually put able to put together an expedition, not just ourselves. Oh, yeah. Okay. You had three ships. Okay. Was this... Was this where Paul, my cleric Paul, got his ship, or yes. was it somewhere else? This was where he got his ship. Okay. Because I know he had, a, I forget what type of ship it was. I think it's written on the character sheet. Yeah. Do you remember which players went through this adventure, or which character? No, not anymore. Because if Paul got a ship there, was he the one who was doing it, or was it one of my other characters? Um, Paul was there, but by then you guys were already playing two characters at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess that's it for B6. And...